who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll see what they show up for, and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show, hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast number two from Gamescom. Oh, it's a big number two coming from Gamescom. Ice it. Yes, that's not ice it. Anyway, uh, uh, this is our second podcast coming to you live from Germany. Uh, Keza, you are back. I am. You're, yes. You're barely alive. I'm, I was, I've managed to get a chest infection. Gamescom, Gamescom nearly killed you. It actually did nearly kill me. Near death by, by trade show. That's all right, though. I saw some stuff yesterday. That's good. And this hotel room's quite nice. Uh, yeah, so it so wasn't that bad. We are, we're in, currently in uh, Booming Creepers' bedroom. Have I got the biggest room? Uh, you've got a bathroom, yeah, which I'm really it, jealous. It's a lot of floor space. We're all sat on the floor. You've yeah. got twice as many beds as me. <laughs> yeah, you've got the same got seven. beds as me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, over in the corner is little Michael Jackson. <laughs> Hi, Michael Jackson. How are you? <laughs> right, yeah, for, for the listeners who don't know, who basically pretty much everyone, my, Alex reckons my me looks like Michael Jackson. Circuit Earth song era. Because <laughs> you're wearing some kind of like, a white tunic. It's <laughs> 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 the first thing I thought. It's like, oh my God, you. Well, anyway, people come along to the podcast 100. Yeah. We'll get the opportunity to. Yeah, Street Pass with. Michael Jackson. <laughs> And maybe bubbles as well. Uh, anyway, on this week's, uh, sorry, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the first day of the consumer show because yesterday it was for press only. Today uh, the floodgates opened they, and well, the they, nerds they, came pouring in. They literally did. Tom, you were down by the doors when, when it all opened. I was there on the front line uh, reporting for duty. And? And it was crazy. There was l- tons of reporters down there with video cameras and actual pointy cameras. <laughs> Fingers. Oh, Fingers. Conical cameras. But where, where it was, it was um, there was sunlight uh, coming through the glass windows there. And it was really hot, so everyone was stood there and was waiting for all the nerds to come in. Yeah. Sorry, the consumers to come in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
there was a poor cameraman who knelt down on the floor <laughs> getting in the best position he would you just see he was straining his back was literally dripping soaked through with sweat and I was just like what, oh god what, waiting thing. for the doors to open waiting for the doors to open yeah. at which point he was trampled <laughs> <laughs> it was weird because they had to run through the photographers to get into the halls and yeah. stuff so um, um, but that was quite exciting do actually do people literally run yeah. they do yeah I yeah. really admire people's enthusiasm for video games isn't that a great well, thing well we were on the show floor when yeah. they opened the doors and people started just flying past us Screaming. Yeah. Running and screaming. Running and Possibly. screaming. It was, in, it was like 28 days later. I've been to Gamescom, this is my fifth time, and I've never seen that yet. It's like that scene from The Lion King. With Mufasa dies. There's this poor bastard walking towards us, and he was carrying a stack of plates. And he <laughs> was like, I could see his face looking at the nerds coming towards him, and he just like shit himself. They're flocking. Um, they're flocking. <laughs> they, they always move in herds. <laughs> it was insane because, like, you know, so, even like really fat kids were running as fast as they possibly could, which I thought was incredible. Yeah, that's. I, I, honestly, I think I think if you bother to come to Gamescom and queue up to get in first, yeah. then we have no right to <laughs> criticise your silly I runs. I completely agree. I just think if uh, if you're that passionate, then fair play on you. Still. But it was one of those things. So we were walking over towards the Battlefield Three stand to check it out. And uh, again, uh, well, we saw multiplayer yesterday. We looked at co-op today, um, but by the time the the first wave of nerds got there, he was still huge. They were athletic so, nerds. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember that. Really fast. Just call them no- nerds. That's not really fair, is it? No, you're a nerd. I know. I'm a nerd. I'm proud. Yeah, exactly. But we're allowed. We it's like a, it's like a <laughs> I can't badge say of honor. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say the N word. Um, yeah, so after, after not no, long after that, the N-word. So no, <laughs> not long after that, I headed to the Nintendo stand um, because uh, I just wanted to see what was going on there, and they had uh, some sort of Mario show going on, and uh, Mario came out onto stage. And I literally looked around and there was must have been about 30 people dressed up as Link, <laughs> all in little green outfits. And it was brilliant. It was quite, quite a moment. And I tried to take a picture to really encompass what was going on, but um, didn't really do it justice. Um, Link is always my default option for cosplay for obvious You've got reasons. the blonde hair. I have got the hair. Yeah. And the tunic. <laughs> <laughs> and a horse. <laughs> <laughs> little pony. Um, well, were there any good links? Um... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, you got one to <coughs> point his sword. Oh, yeah, they, they were they were there being paid to be there. There's oh, a were they? Zelda, they didn't yeah. look like professionals. No, and I was like, I had my 3ds. So I wanted to take a 3D picture of him pointing the sword like into the camera to get the 3D effect. I was yeah. like, point the sword at me. So he holds it behind his head, and I said, no, no, at me, at me. So in the end, he was really ineffectually like holding it from behind his head, <laughs> pointing it at me. And I was just like, he was charging it up. That's why. Right. Yeah, exactly. Ah. He was, um, uh, but that was yeah, that was that. Nintendo. Anything else interesting on Nintendo? So a lot of the stuff we'd already seen before, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, well, I was really there just to see how um, Mario, Super Mario 3D Land, and Skyward Sword were doing for the People's Choice Award. Yeah, right. they, they didn't bother bringing the Wii U with them. No. Which is quite sad because I think a lot of people would really have loved to see it. People who've paid to come to Gamescom. Yeah. But uh, they're very much focusing on what they've got now. Thing is that Nintendo's not really a rich vein to tap for cosplay inspiration. I mean, you've got the Mario Brothers, you've yep. got Peach, you've got Samus Aran, you've got Link. After that, starts to get a bit difficult to dress up as Fox McCloud. You just <laughs> Kirby. You Kirby. Put a lot of weight on. To yeah, be I mean, Kirby. That's, that's, that requires dedication. Yeah. It's not like Final Fantasy where there are about six hundred characters, any of which will probably work. But they will look the same. With a large enough fake weapon. I saw a few people who probably could have done Kirby today. Yeah. If they'd just put a pink <laughs> cloak on. Or indeed taken all the clothes off. 
Well, yeah. I saw a very desperate looking Supergirl. A super sized me girl. Super sized yeah. me girl, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> She had so much pale flash on the side. Oh, uh, no, no, no. And her no. boyfriend came with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> boyfriend in, in a Batman costume that was just looked more fit? like a bin bag. Uh, his, his Batman costume was so ill-fitting. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're listening. It, it, at least you put the effort in. We yeah. didn't. We just came as grubby. Yeah, you never dress as Batman. No. Not in front of me, anyway. <laughs> what you do in your own time is none of our business. Robin. <laughs> um... We got off topic then. What were we yeah. talking about? Uh, oh, so uh, yeah, you were saying. So obviously, um, Mario 3D, 3D Land and Zelda Skyward Sword are both up for the People's Choice Award. But also, um, people can play them when they come to the Podcast 100. Ah, indeed, they can. Which we announced today. Yeah, Podcast 100, which is happening next week, is now in association with Nintendo 3DS. Hurrah! Hurrah! Can you do the um, Street Pass music? That's Tom's also really upset because he went to the the Nintendo area and got naffled street pass. What's wrong with my 3DS? I think. Are you sure you haven't put the switch on? No, no, the switch was on all the time. But I was literally there, like zing, 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 getting all these little green lights flashing up on my. It's a great picture on our Facebook page of you stood with lots of people around you with 3DSs. You got nothing. But what else can they play at Podcast 100? So they're going to be able to play Super Mario Land 3D, um, Mario Kart 7, uh, Luigi's Mansion 2, Star Fox. um, Luigi's Riot. Luigi's Riot. (laughs) Cam was talking to me in the war room and he said something about the riots, so I just typed in Luigi's Riots. (laughs) So that's a game I want to see. Just flocks of Luigi <laughs> smashing up town centres. <laughs> really kicking off. Um, they just feel completely neglected and forgotten by society. <laughs> <laughs> They've got no future. That's probably true. He's never in the spotlight, is he? He's <laughs> going so post on a city, falling down, featuring Matt and Luigi. It's all to do with the tuition fee rises, really. <laughs> <laughs> he never wanted to be a plumber. So he's a forgotten generation. <laughs> <laughs> It got forced upon him. Um, uh, you can also play uh, Solid Snake, uh, sorry, Snake Eater 3D yep. and Assassin's... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? The one that you saw, Resident Icarus. Evil Revelations. Uh, yes. yeah. Not Assassin's yeah. Revelations. No. 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 <laughs> There's so, yeah. different revelations. But, so in terms of all the tickets for Podcast 100 gone now or couldn't the people still in with a chance By the time you get this, you can still email. All the final invites will go out probably by Saturday at the latest. So yep. we're still getting it, uh, people asking to come. So, so you've got to be quick. You have to be quick, um, but it should be good. Nintendo have kindly given us a 3DS to give away on the night. And also, we're all going to dress up. Nintendo merchandise. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so we just oh, decided that we're all going to dress up. Link? What, cosplay? I don't mean cosplay. I mean, we've just got to look nice for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, we you are. Put, put a little of bit of makeup on, make the effort for God's sake, Creeper. I will do. <laughs> put a slap on. Tom's, Tom's me has makeup on. This <laughs> <laughs> lipstick. I've got an obsession with my me. Yeah, but it also does look like you've got mascara on. <laughs> You'd suit mascara though. I'll put a bit Bring of slap out your on. lashes. Can put yeah. a bit of guy liner on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, did anyone play anything? Yes, I played. Uh, I played FIFA Street. So um, <laughs> obviously, old FIFA Streets were all about kind of ridiculous, over the top um, tricks and shit. Um, a bit like NBA Jam, but that's it's not like that anymore. What? Um, They've lost their unique selling point. No, because whatever have they done the, the, instead, the, Alex? The, Oh, well, I'll tell you, Keza. Oh. The thinking behind it is that in street football, there's quite a lot of like you know interesting tricks and skills anyway uh, that you don't really need to kind of make it over the top. So they've taken all the good shit about FIFA 12, incorporated into FIFA Street, uh, and it's it's fun. I enjoyed it. 
Excellent. I, the only question I will say is that should it be an additional mode in FIFA 12 rather than a standalone game? But uh, also, do people actually play football in the street? I don't think I've seen anyone play football well, in the street for the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah, but it's not actually in the street, is it? It's, uh, like it's in, in a small gym. Park. Oh, it's, it's like a gym, gym, man. Yes. Can you play yeah, on a beach? Herbal. It's, it's usually in, it's usually in uh, <laughs> gyms, isn't it? Like basketball courts or something they play street football. But also, there's, well, a FIFA uh, uh, do something called, it's not called football, it's called something like fastball. Which is five side, but official uh, FIFA kind of rules and stuff with standardised goals and shit like that. It's all in the game. How is it? Yeah. It's in the game. Can you Absolutely. take your jumper off and use it as a goalpost? No. I'm waiting for that game still. You can do that. But you, you can. Do you know what? You can do that in, in Azuma 11. Can you? Which you are reviewing for next week, I believe. You, sh- you should probably out. know that. I'll find that out. <laughs> can you um, put Vaseline on your legs to stop the wind chapping at your legs? Have you ever done yeah. that while playing football? We used to do that when we were kids, yeah. What? what do you suppose? You used to oh, Vaseline on your legs, yeah, yeah, on your legs to keep the wind off them, yeah. You, you, I've really didn't, know, I didn't know you needed to be well lubricated to play five-a-side football. It was only in the changing room with the coach <laughs> after the game, so... <laughs> no, it's not true. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's now, so... Oh, that's nice. you. Yeah. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, but in, in addition to five-a-side, well, you can do anything from one-a-side to six-a-side. Wow, it sounds like Sorry. you swallowed the press release. All the facts are in my story on IGN. <laughs> Fresh in the mind. Yes. I saw so. my uh, game of the show. Today? Yeah. Well, yesterday, because I was in my bed today. for six euros? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a glass. Is it? Is it? I, I thought, I thought I, that I might get a glass of orange juice to help me through this illness, and it was six euros fifty, and it wasn't even fresh. Oh Scandal. Um, <laughs> but more interestingly, I saw Skyrim yesterday which I had a fairly good feeling was going to be my game of the show, and it definitely is. What we were shown was mostly, um, it was basically from the start of the game, mm-hmm. Pete Hines, who's Bethesda's yappy mouth, um, played the first kind of 45 minutes doing various things, exploring various dungeons and stuff, and it just looks absolutely incredible. I can't wait for this. Yeah. I was going to take a week off, but I've used up all my days off now. Sad. I'll just have to review it instead. That's how it's going to go. Good luck. But yeah, the alchemy and the crafting and stuff. It's very difficult to talk about a game like Skyrim without immediately um, descending into, into ridiculous nerdery. Suffice to say that the blacksmithing is wicked. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm so excited for a Can't bit of Can't wait to shod my, my, shod my horse. <laughs> the alchemy is rad. <laughs> Stop using rad. I'm bringing rad back. You're not. The podcast is my vehicle for bringing rad back into common circulation. The Americans still use it. We're chatting to our lovely American colleagues. They still say rad frequently. I think they were humouring you, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, rad. Maybe. La- what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. What, what did you see, Creeper? Um, today? Yeah. Loads of stuff. I saw Prey 2. Oh, yeah? Isn't that interesting? It is interesting, but I saw it with Tom. We just thought it's just, it's just like this amalgamation of so many different sci-fi movies. And it's so busy. But mostly Blade Runner, right? Mostly Blade Runner, but there's elements of... But there's also a bit of Mass Effect in there, I think, as well. A lot but, of Mass Effect. A lot of Terminator. Terminator, yeah. But yes, yeah, and well, the kind of strapline of <coughs> the descriptor is it's alien noir. Indeed, alien noir, and uh, not alien noir, alien noir, and it's interesting. It looks fantastic. It's really vibrant. Mm. Kind of does that first person running around thing quite well. Yeah, you know, it's a shooter. You feel yeah, like you, you actually... don't always have the gun floating around. You know, you yeah. have your gun holstered as the default. I, I really like the fact that it has ugly aliens, like really <laughs> ugly motherfucking aliens, not nice. Uh, you know. Ma- candy coated yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all kind of the, and they, they have the 
They'll have horrible Slurpy. noises. They're slurpy. I like that. They're grit. They're kind you, of gritty. There was one, the first one, the kind of the beggar that he threatened with the gun, and he looked like a gecko. But inside his head, he had like a disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing. One of those electric things that you put your hands on. And you go. <laughs> My favourite bit was where he goes, "Oh, this guy, this man is a trader." So you stop, and he goes, "Talk to trader," and he goes, and the, the trader just goes. What about grenades? This <laughs> <laughs> is like brilliant. He's not anyone in the streets. What yes. about grenades? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, what are you buying? Please. Grenades. Yeah. Twelve for a twelve for a pound. Yeah, good quality these grenades. <laughs> Three for a pound, and yeah, you get the grenades. You go inside and you chase this guy, and he keeps teleporting away from you, and it's really interesting and it's exciting and it's exhilarating. It just made my eyes bleed. It was like yeah, if you close your eyes it's now, it's still seared onto my retinas. <laughs> it's a bit too saturated, isn't it? It is. It's very busy, and it has no relation to the first game whatsoever. Yeah, I saw no, it at E3, yeah. and um, I mean, a lot of the stuff at Gamescom is, unfortunately, stuff that we've already seen at E3, which is mm. why it's a little bit more difficult for us at Gamescom to send completely blown away by things, because usually we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if we're really unlucky, we've seen the exact same demo before. But, that happened um, to me. Which one was that doing today? Aliens, Colonial Marines. Oh. Exact same demo. They play, played a um, a video of some new stuff, but it literally was 30 seconds worth of new stuff, and that's it. Did you talk to Brian Martel yet? Uh, I did speak to him. Uh, I, I did it already, so... Oh, cool. Anyway, not to talk about the scheduling <laughs> of all the appointments. This is the, the hidden glamorous side of my job, is I'm sorting out the schedule for everybody at IGN. <laughs> I'm um, great with an Excel spreadsheet now. But he was a nice chap, um, talking about potentially... I, I think reading between the lines, yeah, you will get to play in power loaders and stuff like that. So it's very exciting. Good. Power loaders. Yeah. What was the game that you saw at Bethesda? Um, oh, did you see Dishonored? Dishonored. Dishonored. What's that like? Uh, what was the description? How did they describe <laughs> it? <laughs> we just got this heckled oh, yeah, as we were leaving. Yeah, it was um, Supernatural Assassin in a, what was it, future retro environment. <laughs> retro future. Retro future environment. <laughs> it said at the beginning. Wait, the, the but it's Supernatural Assassin in a retro future environment. Yeah. yeah. They're really trying hard, aren't they? <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was the press conference was bookhead with him going, Supernatural <laughs> Assassin, <laughs> retro future, and then we're leaving as we're walking out. Don't forget, Supernatural Assassin, retro future. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really. He's wow. trying to get that to be your strap line. Yeah. I was thinking, if they just repeat. Subliminal. Yeah, yeah game developers I in do presentations. you want to write it down. It's hilarious. <laughs> but they often like repeat the same phrase that they want you to use over and over and over again really obviously like a steel battalion it was um the precision of a first-person shooter with all of the immersion of Connect. They said it three times. <laughs> I'm staring really <laughs> intensely into your eyes. <laughs> I'm making motions to my right down. Like, yeah. get you one. Holding a blade to your throat. Yeah, making note-taking motions. But what do you think of it, Tom? Um, it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, it was definitely more in- interesting to me than uh, than Prey Two was. Um, it looked. Uh, Quite good. It's a quite pretty game. Yeah, I've got this retro like, future city. It looks um, a lot like Bioshock. Yeah, and apparently the guy who designed it also designed Half Life Two. Well, uh, no, that's a that? pretty big deal. Who? Ken uh, Anton something or other. He designed one of the cities in Half Life Two. Oh, one of the cities, not Half Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still that's still promising, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's but still cool. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It kind of. And also, I guess he had something to do with Bioshock Two as well. So it kind of has that feeling about it. Mm. And that bit where the boat came out in the, at the start was quite cool. Was giant, there a shark on it? I don't know. It was like a giant a shark boat. on the boat. Yeah, it was like suspended, like it had been caught. And well, there was your stand first. Beam. Preserved but again, it like like Prey Two, except felt like a game that had uh, take drawn its influences from a lot of other places rather than maybe crafting yeah, some so of it, its own. You'd mm. have like a um, 
What do you call an old-fashioned gun, though? Musket? Okay. Musket, that's what it was. And on the other hand, you'd have, like, a rapier blade, like a stiletto. And you can use alternate powers, like spells, in the other hand, quite like plasmids. So you could summon rats. Did they let you try it with your own hands and face and body? No, just a demo. Live of course demo. not, because it's a connect game, and they never, ever, 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 ever let you try it because they know it won't work until that they've spent months and months and months ironing out all of the inevitable bugs. I don't think it is a connect game. Dishonored, is it? isn't it? They didn't show. It. They didn't mention connect. It didn't seem to be a connect game. Did I mention that it's about uh, supernatural assassins in a retro future? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've now said it enough times on our podcast. <laughs> I thought Dishonored was Kinect, but that's only because they showed it at the Microsoft conference at E3 alongside right. all the Kinect games. Well, uh, there we go. I've learned something today at this podcast. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some weird stuff with uh, uh, <laughs> possessing <laughs> fishes <laughs> and rats. Fish. So, fish. Fish eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can transfer your soul into a uh, fish and uh, swim up a stream and then re- re- return into a man. And he did it with what? a rat. Where he, I think he, they've got a lot going on here. Uh, well, this is the thing. It's got a whole, a whole lot going on for it. And also it does that whole verticality thing as well. So you, you can get all across buildings and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And, and then what was the thing? That, the Looking around corners. <laughs> If you go to the edge of an inv- like a, a, a wall or something and you want to peek your head around the corner to see what's going on, basically the guy's whole body would lean out. So, it, <laughs> so the, the, his really arms would be ra- around the corner. But the guy would say, but actually you're just looking around with your eyes. <laughs> no one can see, basically no one can you're see standing you. out in the corridor essentially like this, which no, you can't see. No one can listeners. see you. But it's just your eyes. It's just your eyes, yeah. Just your eyes seeing. Um, but yeah, that, that had a nice little ending on the demo as well with those uh, sort of tripod-type things. And they weren't even tripods, were they? But they were sort of War of the Worlds-esque sort yeah. of mechs, weren't they? With people inside them. and It was cool. It was cool. Um, so that was what I saw. Yeah. That was it. And I played Joe Danger again. That was it. Yay, Joe Danger. <laughs> yeah, I need to check that out. Uh, I played a bit more Pro Evo. Yeah. Looks, looks really good. So do you think it's been a good show so far? Um, I think it's been quite muted. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it we've seen before is kind of. It's it's sort of a follow up from E3, though, isn't it? Because at E3 we had the very real spectre of generation fatigue looming menacingly over us all. And uh, everyone was a bit underwhelmed when they came back from E3. And there was kind of a general feeling of. "Eh." Even though a lot of the games were stellar quality, but there was nothing new. But do you think that this is just kind of a follow on from that? Well, there were no big announcements at all to kind of get excited about. Like PS3 price drop. It's nice, but it's not going to set the world on fire. It's hardly the Wii U announcement, is it? No. Um, Which was definitely the highlight of E3, I think. Uh, and, oh, I guess Borderlands 2. You know. Has anyone seen that yet? No, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that tomorrow. I'm so. tomorrow well. is, this, is this typical of Gamescom? This is my first Gamescom. Is it usually the fact that it's a lot of stuff you've already seen at E3? Uh, usually they bother to give you new demos. Yeah. I mean, this year has been, I think, worse than usual for that. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff I've seen has been exactly the same. And it's because E3 was a little bit later. And games comes at the same time as it always has been. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And yeah. also, um, I mean, there was... there was Also, I just think it's to, it's to do with the games as well. Because most of these games have had PR strategies that involves being shown about 600 times before they're released. And so most of the things we're seeing are coming out at the end of this year. Which means we've seen them four, five, six times now. Uh, and also probably two or three times between E3 and Gamescom as well. Mm. Yeah, so they're really... It's the same demo over and over again. Exactly. So. so it is getting to the point where you're like, oh, do I really need... Even, even fantastic games like Skyrim, you're like, do yeah. I really need to see the same bit again? Yeah. But um, for everyone... But so I presume for everybody at home... There's going to be stuff that they've not seen. Yeah, like if you've come along to the show, then 
I think it is spectacular. Yeah, quite a lot. It was great to it's great to have something like E three, but that you know actual gamers can run yeah. around and, and actually see the <laughs> run around <laughs> like free range chickens. <laughs> um, but the actual people can come in and see these games because I think that's really important. I mean, yeah. I think publishers spend a lot of time showing us stuff yeah. when the people they should be showing are actually you know the people who buy yeah. Gamescom tickets. I agree. Mm. So, but I think you know it's a good show for the consumers. It's just been a little bit light on new stuff for us. So, and also Rudy's Vigen. But uh, anyway, if obviously people can vote for their favourite game of the show with the People's Choice Awards, which are now live on the site. And yeah. it's worth reiterating that there are so many extremely good games. Yeah. You know, they might all have three after them, but yeah. that doesn't change the fact that they're. We're probably looking at the highest quality autumn lineup, I think, of any any year in yeah any year in recent memory, possibly well, yeah, gaming the, memory. The shortlist for the People's Choice Awards is every single game is a winner. Mm. Definitely, if you want to vote on your People's Choice Award, which you really should do, uh, it's go.ign.com forward slash 2011 PCA. 25 games on there and pick your winner. And you've got till Sunday to vote, but obviously you can only vote once. Yeah. So. Unless you've got loads of computers set up. But, yeah, but then you can vote as many times as you want. Yeah. If you've got 50 you. computers. So if yeah. you really, really, really want Dark Souls to win, go out and buy seven or 800 computers. Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to sway people, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned two games. That's fine. That's balanced. <laughs> Very balanced. Um, and then, uh, well, that's it for today's podcast. Um, you guys will be back for the third and final podcast tomorrow I won't be here unfortunately I'll be on a plane yeah I hope we can ro- rope in some of the early international editors oh, absolutely that would be yeah. great that would be nice yeah. can I just put a shout out you may to Blair for putting together our Epic awesome theme tune, theme tune. <laughs> yep what's the story behind that um, I think the brief was we wanted something Teutonic yeah and what he came up with was this it's kind of and drag, isn't it? it is that's exactly how I th- um, described it in my head on the plane here <laughs> and you nicked my line I'm sorry and yeah, so he's taking sort of cues from Hans Zimmer's um, Inception score. And he he was the one that did our uh, Banjo-tastic E3 <laughs> Banjo-tastic version. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Blair. Blair. Danke, Blair. There you go. So that's it for today's podcast, and we will be back tomorrow. So in the meantime, please, please vote in People's Choice Awards, and we will see you later. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye. Bye.